Joyce and I, today we're going to take a different tack. So we're kind of changing course and looking at a book that Joyce has started to read uh, called Blind Spots, The Global Rise of Unhappiness and How Leaders Missed It. And she's so impressed with what she is reading that we uh, wanted to share some of those key conditions that have to exist in the workplace for employees to be happy and engaged. And you need look no further than what's happening in the world today where the unhappiness in the workplace isn't only a U.S. phenomenon, but it's a global phenomenon. So uh, sometimes simple solutions, the really challenging, difficult uh, dilemmas uh, is the way to go. And I think Gallup offers a pathway for leaders and HR and OD to see their way not only to address today's workplace issues, but to end up better on the other side. So come on in, grab a snack, welcome. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Joyce. What's going on? What's happening? (laughs) I'm laughing because um, I've had a kind of a rough couple of days. You've had some couple of just stuff going wrong in the world, Mm. really. Um, And I thought, and we had a couple of topics for this. And I thought, well, I just got this book from Gallup. And I I like Gallup. They simplify, as you said, and, and give you something to work with. Uh, and the name of it is Blind Spot, The Global Rise of Unhappiness and How Leaders Missed It. Now, I haven't had a chance to read it all, although I was going to title my book <laughs> Blind Spot <laughs> of Power, but that's all right. They can have it. <laughs> um, but I did turn to a place, and I thought it might be fun for us to think about. The, they teased out the factors uh, that are necessary for well-being Uh, at work. And so why don't I do that? Let's jump in. No, I, I I love their work. Yeah. And play with (laughs) how, how come we missed it? Um, So the first one, which I wanted to shrug off, but it says, I know what is expected of me at work. Imagine that. I know. And uh, a friend of mine's daughter is in a new job. She's been there two months. She still has no idea what's expected of her. And she's very, very, very anxious because she's trying to figure it out. She does answer, you know, any request that's made, but she's not sure of the context. Yeah. I, you know, when I hear this, it's so important. And it's not like it's that hard to do. It's like taking the time uh, every day to make sure that people uh, know what it is that's expected of. My, my first, one of my first jobs was in a carpet and tile uh, company. And the first day I got there, I'm serious, Joyce, they threw me the keys to a forklift and then gave me a piece of paper and said, go out and get this stuff. Well, I'd never (laughs) run a forklift. I didn't know what half the stuff was. And uh, very uncharacteristically, even at that age, I left for lunch and never went back. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't even 18 and they're, and, and I'm driving a forklift. Yeah. So I, I, I digress, but it, it just shows how basic it is, but how often it's not uh, actually done. Yep. And, and I remember starting a large um, 
hundred person meeting with people at a camp at different campfires. Yeah. Circles sharing their, what their first day of work was like at that oh. company. And there was one story after the other of not people not knowing what the heck they were doing and <laughs> finding out by digging and asking or mainly asking colleagues. So yeah. it was a real missed opportunity for the boss to set some standards. Ah, we have so much to get better. Um, two, <laughs> I have the materials and equipment I need to do my work right. Boy, one of those, uh, another straightforward, uh, yeah. you, you know, talk about setting someone up to fail if you don't give them the tools, whether it's uh, reading, whether it's an actual tool, whether it's a methodology. Uh, uh, I mean, imagine these first two, the absence of them would make a job miserable. Well, and think about teachers. Oh, geez. They do not have the materials and equipment. And they make do with what they can scrimp together or pay for themselves. Yeah, it's, it's you know. That it's not me furious. Well, it should. And we both have educators in our families, and you've been yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, uh, this is one where a, an organization will invest in a person's career and time and pay them and not give them what they need to be able to execute their job. I, uh, it just, it, it make it leaves me wanting to just scratch my head and say, I give up. Well, we talked about that today too. So we'll come back to that. I'm we'll going to get it in there one way or the other. So yeah, well, about we're in the mood to give up a little, but onward, we're not going to give up on this. Um, I don't, I don't think I knew what was expected of me overtly I just dug around until I found something but I had the kind of job that you could it was always OD or teaching so in that sense I was always responsible for myself but yeah remember how fast and swift paced the the grocery business is yeah uh, we used to have uh, at Food Lion it was kind of kiddingly but it was a little bit of seriousness and it it, it was the mantra make it up as you go with velocity <laughs> go oh, fast and just I, make it up I hey world out there I did brag about um, Food Lion at, I was just at a leadership conference that um, I thought it's worked hard to make sure people do know why they're there and what they have to do and, and with a great value statement go Food Lion <laughs> and, uh, here's number three at work I have the opportunity to do what I do best every day i think that's rare i i did i did mm. yeah um oh no i'm not i remember being a professor's assistant <laughs> i was doing what i do the worst which was analytics yeah this one makes me think of being in a job that you just know out of the gate you're mismatched for yeah uh i i spent a year and a half maybe two years as a general merchandise buyer at Hannaford. And I had no business being in that position. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the aptitude. I didn't really have the passion or desire. Mm -hmm. um, Were and you I didn't nervous have the, or bored? Oh, I think I was nervous and bored. If I didn't have Tina DeMillo right there next to me, uh, mm -hmm. she was my assistant and she knew more about the job than 
than yeah. I uh, did and ultimately became a buyer. So there you go. She yeah. learned and, and uh, yeah, make it up as you go with velocity. Whew. It's horrible to be. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have the opportunity to do what I do best every day and I am grateful for it. Wow. Okay. Here's one. In the last seven days, I have received recognition or praise for doing good work. There are very few people I know that would take any praise or acknowledgement and then wrap it in a bowl and throw it back at a person. I think it's the, it's, it's the fuel for life, right? To yeah. be reinforced. So, I, And I was pausing here saying, I don't think I did that. I don't think I did that. Uh, yeah. I, you know what? Um, I think more you team did. focused. Hmm? I think people knew uh, that you saw the value and that you acknowledged their efforts. I, I you know, I, you yeah, know, the I don't one, know. The, the one that the, this is one where I was told time and time again, coming up that if you give too much praise, people will lax and they'll like literally uh, do less. So I don't know. This is, this one's yeah. smart. And why pay a bonus if, it, it's, if it's just they're doing the job they should do? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm very aware when I taught children and when I, with grandchildren, I'm very aware of praising stuff that I like or, you know, that, that's good. I'm very aware of, of aware. Okay. Here's one. My supervisor or someone at work seems to care about me as a person. Again, no, again, I, I, you know, I think we've gotten, I think we've gotten better at this. You know, there, there used to be the mantra of, you know, leave your home life in the car when you come in and, you know, you don't separate, uh, you keep them separate, you don't conflate them. And, uh, um, you know, and you think about all the stiff policies and rules that literally um, are punitive in a person's time of need, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we no, will I give you. I remember being told, "Don't talk about kids." Don't. I had to. Yeah, don't talk about kids primarily, and don't ever go home to take care of them. <laughs> yeah, and you know the whole need to be seen. Uh, as a human. And, and so, yeah, this is, it's funny. I, I, and I should have said this, I will say it at the end, but I'll say it now. Um, use the, uh, the context of teaching or kids in school. Mm-hmm. If you think about all these uh, principles of having a productive workplace, they apply mm-hmm. in about any setting yeah. and situation. Any institution. Any institution. Yeah. And they, it, I think the book delves into it uh, across the world in depth. So I'm, here's one. There's someone who uh, encourages at work, who at work encourages my development. I. <laughs> listen to us be quiet. I, I was given lots of developmental opportunities. Yeah, I really was. I, nobody said exactly what for. But there were challenges. 
Yeah, I mean, I had the good fortune of always feeling stre- stretched and mm-hmm. always being put in a new learning opportunity. But I mm-hmm. also remember a couple times when I might be in the same role for six years, uh, seven years, and all of a sudden it's like, I got to do something else. Mm-hmm. So a job that you love, you no longer can tolerate. It's, it's an odd thing. So yeah, it's important. At work, my opinions seem to count. Hmm. You mean I matter? Mm-hmm. Uh, that what I have a voice? Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, you know what I find interesting? Again, something I perhaps should say at the end. These are so straightforward mm-hmm. and so simple um, and put in a way that, um, you know, as a leader, you could, you could sit down and have a conversation with your team. Hey, let's go through this. I, I'd love to get your feedback, you know? Yeah. In relationship to me, like, do I, do I uh, count your opinions? Listening, yeah, getting your yeah. own feedback by going through these. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel heard? Do you feel seen? Yeah. Um, you know, in my book, Blind Spots of Power, all of the activities that, that I encourage have to do with straight talk with somebody. Yeah. You know, getting more information about your own impact. Okay, here's one. And some do it. The mission or purpose of my company makes me feel my job is important. Yeah. Uh, that's at straightforward. I mean, that's. Yeah. It, it, at Foodline, we used to refer to this as uh, being able to see your fraction of the actions. Mm-hmm. So whatever the goal was, and it could be something very short term and concrete or something more aspirational, it, it's worth saying. So what is everyone's fraction of the action? And then how do they know that they are a link? Because a lot of times you've got these big corporate goals that seems like I'm so far down, I'm a cog in the wheel. Yeah. Um, I think everyone should be able to see uh, a, a a visibility to how they either can impact or interfere with uh, uh, the success and to the and to the very purpose. Yeah. Oh, and, for sure. And to mean that, um, I know of a company who added one phrase to their overall statement of purpose, and it activated the company. And I'll yeah. ask for permission to share. I'm sure I could share it, but I'll wait till I know I have it right. Well, you know, and and we've talked about it before, but uh, the visioning work that we've done inside companies yeah. that was highly participatory and everyone yes. had a sick. I mean, you talk about setting up people to be able to see themselves in those goals. It, it was transformative at the time. It'd be transformative today and it a powerful driver. It would yeah. be because I just last week went to a leadership retreat that does start with, for leadership, starts with the vision, but they do it one by one, never wow. with the company as a whole and all that connective connectivity to power and all that. But anyhow, here's one. My associates or fellow employees are committed to doing quality work. Yeah, they, you know, the, the, there was one earlier. I, to me, that it's a big part of, feeling uh, as if you're a part of a winning team. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, um, most people would aspire to doing their best uh, and be surrounded by people that are doing their best. Uh, and well, in sports. I had, I had that. 
That's why I, yeah. I, I always want to duck my head when I'm given compliments because what a crew of people that wanted to do great work that yeah. any, you know, that at least any that I was involved in. Please. And this is an interesting one. I have a best friend at work. Isn't that fun? Oh. I mean, it, it's just, it's a glue. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at my best friend at work. Yeah. You know, and we and, best friends. Yeah. Oh, soulmates. Um, people that you trusted implicitly. Um, and that you wanted to see. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. It wasn't like, have you ever gone to work where you didn't want to see the people you had to work with? Sure. You duck into the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh, here they come. I got to go make copies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, it would be awful. Awful. I've never had in a situation where I didn't have people I liked at work. And that mm. includes, I was what, the first woman to work a McDonald's window. I don't know if you all knew that, but give me a little praise. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. In the last six months, someone at work has talked to me about my progress. And now they're wanting to give up uh, scheduled development and just have it happen casually or in the moment. In the moment is great for feedback. But for a developmental conversation, I think you have to know it's coming. And it oh, needs yeah. to be landed and grounded and not, not casual or haphazard. Yeah. And this last year, I have had opportunities at work to learn and grow. There's a lot there around development, having the opportunity to grow, um, that I think is foundational to th this uh, work. Yeah, and, and may people use this <laughs> as a developmental uh, tool to say, I, am I naive? I just think most companies are trying in some goofy way, maybe not effective way to do some of that. And I, yes, I am naive. Well, I, I think where uh, it, what you said rings true with me is, I believe that that organization and particular leaders uh, with the changes in how to lead, it sets up the conditions to have these 10 or eight uh, yeah. attributes of, of being an employee come into being. You know, the whole vulnerability and making a connection and relationships. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm hopeful. Uh, and, and perhaps out of, you know, the crisis that we're in, in terms of workplace disruption and people leaving, uh, there'll be an awakening to some of these simple truths about what makes work work. And with that, we rest our case. We rest our case. So we're we're going to do a lightning round here, Joyce. Each okay. one of us, each one of us, are going to be given an opportunity with the question in the title of the book uh, of why leaders missed it. What do you think, Joyce? <laughs> I think we all got obsessed with careers rather than work. And also that the, the, the glamour of, of work became bigger than it should be. The pay got bigger. The people running it got bigger. And because we have all the... Um, 
telecommunication, we all became sort of like a t uh, movie that we were watching. Oh, look at me become CEO. Oh, look at me be this instead of, um, oh, it sounds so trite, doing a good day's work in order to have a good <laughs> life outside of work. <laughs> and, it, and it got crazy and the chasing the money got crazy and the, um, And the efficiency got crazy. So yeah, I don't know how we killed the human in work. Well, it's it, if I'm, well, I don't. Uh, I have an idea, but I don't believe it's the only uh, uh, answer. If if the answer at all, you know, most organizations uh, and institutions focus on the task or the outcomes. Um, or, you know, they literally have very non-human uh, centric uh, focus. And, uh, you know, I think for a very good reason, you know, the company can't be successful and accomplish their financial goals, they'll cease to exist. And I think there is an awakening, um, but, you know, not enough of an awakening because leaders missed it about the human dimension, you know? the importance of having a workplace where people get excited to come in there every day and actually come in uh, fairly engaged about how they go about their work. I think it's getting bigger, but I, I still think leaders, um, many leaders, that isn't their kind of first um, lens to look through. Right. And we had the, people had the time and the opportunity, a lousy one, to sample the rest of their life yeah, in COVID, and said, "Wow, I didn't know I was missing this. I didn't know I was missing that. This yeah. makes sense." So I, I love the ferment. I'm so sorry for all the tragedy and unhappiness in our world right now. You and I kind of had the blues as we started this meeting. Yeah, um, no. but I, I, I think the ferment can produce very good stuff. And I'm hanging on to that. Yeah. I, I'm going to close just because it's been on my mind. Um, uh, and, you know, a, a good friend of mine and someone who ran uh, a nonprofit here locally, Dorcas Ministries, um, Howard Manning passed away last uh, June and or May, rather, and uh, his birthday's today. Oh, uh, so it came up on my calendar that it's Howard's birthday. Mm. And what, what does it have to do with this topic? One of the things that was a trademark of Howard is that he walked the entire physical plant. We had a store, we had a back room, we had a crisis ministry, a food pantry. Mm -hmm. He spent time every single day without fail going around not inspecting productivity, not inspecting product coming in. He literally had conversations with everyone. And people loved the time with Howard and the acknowledgement. And, hey, is there anything we can do to make your job better? I mean, so in terms of like, it doesn't take a program to get better in these eight attributes that are cited by Gallup. You can start tomorrow just by going around and touching and engaging uh, yeah. with the people that you uh, work with. Yes. Amen. Amen. Okay. Till the next time.
Okay. Joyce, we've Adios. done it. Adios. Adios. Our work is done here. You know, Joyce and I, we get no uh, promotional fees from Gallup uh, Publishing in terms of their book and the findings. Um, and we felt it was so important that given the dissatisfaction and discord in the workplace, uh, the Gallup offers uh, a way to not necessarily solve the problem from external factors, but take a look at what leaders can learn internally. So hopefully uh, you've learned and taken away a lot from our conversation today. And I encourage my HROD partners to share this podcast with their leaders. So until next time, be safe and be well.